Good evening, everyone out there, and good evening, Matt Awkward. Hello! And welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. Oh, we're happy to see you here. I am Tristan, I and am. as I as I said before, you're Matt. I am. <laughs> I, I got my introduction backwards. Sorry, I'm first sorry. sorry, first time. Fresh new podcast right out the gate. This <laughs> our first episode. Uh, <laughs> it is so hot in here. Why? Because it was like 80 degrees today. Oh, okay. Which is insane. It It's Maine. It does that kind of thing. I wish we weren't in Portland so we could just open the door. Oh my god, can you imagine <laughs> what would happen if we opened the door? Yeah, we'd, we'd have a live audience. <laughs> we sure would. Uh, yes, a dangerous live audience. <laughs> Uh, I like getting stabbed. (laughs) Me too, don't we all? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about brain scan. One of my faves. Yeah, this is a fun one. And yeah, and we're also watching it, uh, not that this is evergreen, but uh, this Friday on the Video Vagrants YouTube channel, this is our Friday night movie this week, uh, starting at 7pm Pacific, 10pm Eastern, and you can live chat along with a bunch of people while we watch this together. And I'll be there myself. Very excellent. Um... Yeah, this is a very dated movie. It it chooses it chooses some things that are just like you are going to be able to enjoy this in 1993 and never again. <laughs> uh, the the technology is like very is really specific. I kind of love it. Yeah, I mean, it, what's funny about it is that the the technology throwback really was actually hitting me in a nostalgia bone somehow. Oh yep, it was very odd. Like his stupid computer shit. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> Get the CD-ROM, put it in the magazine, put the magazine in the Ooh, in the drive. Yeah. So <laughs> Damn. That's how you knew it was one of them special ones. And he's got that room that you only have if you're a, a kid in a 90s movie. <laughs> the Oh, you mean the bedroom that's bigger than my house? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> with a refrigerator in it? And yeah, like you gotta, you gotta have enough room for feet. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, so let's just get into it. Let's okay. talk about this movie. Let's scan some brains, dude. Sure. Um, so <laughs> this movie starts off with the one of the less interesting parts of the whole the whole deal. His tragic backstory. Uh, we get the first of several flashbacks to an accident that our main character Michael has, where he was injured and really messed up his knee and he occasionally remembers that when he's walking and occasionally doesn't uh and his mother died on this <laughs> this occasion he does just lose that limp every now and then <laughs> every now and then he remembers the limp for about a quarter of the movie i feel like but maybe i'm maybe i'm being unjustly accusing for a long hater <laughs> i'm you know what here's i would like to get this out of the way he is terrible in this movie yeah i know like you can't it, it there's no forgiving his acting. It no. is bad. Eddie Furlong had a lot of drug problems and had a lot of problems in his life, and he like went through a bunch of shit, and he's sober, and he's gotten out of it, and he's doing really well, and I saw him at Chiller, and he was really awesome, and he looked really good. He looked like everything was coming back together, and I'm really happy that Eddie Furlong oh, nice. is pulling his shit back together. So I would just like to say that <laughs> right out of the gate, <laughs> that I like him, and I want nothing but nice things for him. And he sucks in this movie. <laughs> but here's the thing. The movie's awesome enough that I can look past well, it. I mean, here's the other problem with saying that he sucks in this movie. Anybody else in this movie, and I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like, it probably would not be anywhere near as enjoyable yeah. as it is. Because he gives a bizarre performance. Mm-hmm. He gives a performance because 
anyone else who a demon essentially a freakish demon materializes out of their computer in their bedroom they're gonna flip their shit and instead he's like what (laughs) (laughs) when he sees him he's just petulant yeah which is such an eddie furlong reaction (laughs) to a situation of seeing just ungodly supernatural circumstances unfold in front of you so i i very much enjoy him acting badly in this movie so he still has a charisma and a charm that cuts through the fact that his acting choices are bad. Yep. So so there's that. All right. Uh, we get this weird wraparound here that I do not understand at all. Uh, it doesn't even make sense. So there's the there's this thing with the dog. Yeah, I don't. Why is why is the does the dog have the foot that's only supposed to be there at the end? Is this a time loop? Why would it be a time? He doesn't loop? have the foot in the beginning. Yes, he does. He does. He does. Oh, I thought it was just. There, I he, thought he was. Just a, he's holding the fucking foot when the he very runs beginning. In the very beginning. I can't answer that. I didn't <laughs> think it was there. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. We'll check the tape afterwards. Okay. But man, I, I was a hundred percent. I mean, he sure had it, it in there. the end at the post credit scene, but in the beginning, I thought it was just he was just a dog walking around, going, "Oh, I'm just gonna." Look at Eddie's house for some ass reason. Do, 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 yeah, do. I'm 99% sure he did. If I if not, then, uh, you know, A dog doesn't even get a, get a name in this movie, does it? <laughs> we don't know anything about he's, this dog. He's in the movie more than some certain characters. <laughs> yes, he is. And he acts better than certain characters. They really, <laughs> they really like that dog. I like that dog, Me too. Me too. Uh, okay. Foot dog. So... <laughs> So Eddie Furlong is all sweaty, or is it rain from the accident? We don't really know, but we see smashed glass and some of the scattered possessions from his mother's purse. Uh, We see Eddie Furlong's sneakered foot slowly crawling in the rain. Oh, what's going on? He's in the hospital and he's all bloody and his leg is all gross. He's calling for his mother. Then they put him under. It's not actually Eddie Furlong. It's a younger actor playing him, but it is our character. May I just say, I love the music in this movie. The main theme is so haunting. It's so good. Yeah. They do 100% rip off uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in one scene, which was weird. I didn't notice. But it's still good. That was strange. But no, <laughs> fucking George Clinton... Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Great choice. Uh, and and how, well, the stuff that he does is like not what I would expect him to do either. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing stuff that was like not outside of his wheelhouse, I would have thought. Yeah. And it was just perfect. Yeah. So like uh, some of those cues felt like a metal band did it. You know oh, what okay, I mean? Yeah. Like instead of like somebody who's known as a funk performer and he this, he this, does soul. This, it, this is not George Quinton, the funk park, park, parliament. Yeah. It, it is George S. Clinton. Yes. It is George S. Clinton. It, it That's is not the same Parliament Funkadelic. Hold on, we're pausing right now. Yeah, I'm not wrong here. There's also two Brian Mays. Well, that makes perfect sense now. Thank you so much for letting me pause there. Yeah, no, that guy looks like uh, John Landis or something. Okay, no, not the George Clinton. Yes, George Clinton is in Parliament Funkadelic. George S. Clinton is, is a film composer. He is not in Parliament Funkadelic. No. There are also two uh, Brian Mays. There is a Brian May film composer and Brian May queen guitar. So the thing that's weird is don't both of those people compose for film? Like, haven't both of them done stuff for film? Haven't both, like, the rock stars done stuff for film? Probably. Or maybe, again, I'm just mistaking it because I just never looked it up. (laughs) Weird. Okay, anyway. Next. (laughs) Okay, we go to present day Michael Brower, who is uh, Eddie Furlong. And he's in his 90s dream bedroom 
with tons of vintage horror posters, like <laughs> what would be, you know, $100,000 worth of movie posters right about now, probably. I love his cheese ball knee makeup effect, oh too. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's bad. Considering how good the makeup in this movie is. Oh, yeah. The trickster makeup's amazing. Then it's like, look at this scar you got on your knee. And it's like, oh, we got silly putty on I his knee. I think they really, yeah, they went out of their way to make it overly grotesque. Yep. I don't hate it because I, I was just looking at something that was real that looked kind of like that recently. Okay. So I kind of don't hate it as much, but it's weird. Yeah. It is, it's a weird choice to make it look like that because it, it looks like, it looks like somebody went after it with like a rapier or something. Cause it's like <laughs> Zorro. Yeah, exactly. It's just got like crisscrossing scar yep. tissue. It's, it's kind of a random weird look, but, um, so the trickster in this movie is based on an effects artist who used to work with Screaming Mad George. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And I wish I had that information in front of me. But there was a dude who worked on society and a bunch of other things, mm -hmm. and he 100% looks like this guy. Yeah. And I'm 90% sure that they based the makeup on him. Yep. Because he had, like, shaved off eyebrows, full big-ass mohawk. He looked very much like this character. <laughs> Nose ring. Yep. Like, Really, he had a cool look. He and Screaming Mad George both looked like they were straight out of a Japanese punk band. Yep. So, um, yeah, still very cool makeup. All right. So, he has that cool voice controlled computer. How? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how the phone works. Like, when Kyle calls him earlier and he's like, Kyle's calling master and then all of a sudden it's just like yo dude where you at hey and Kyle's just like talking like was that like an answering machine did Kyle hear that like when did Kyle know to start talking like because he starts talking before I mean, we, Ed, Eddie says pick up or anything so this I hate to say this feels like something that I remember from this era like some sort of weird dialing technology God, where no would, <laughs> where it would answer. It looks very similar to some of the crap that was out back then. Oh, the good old I mean, but certainly, Igor phone 2000 well, from at Certainly not the ability <laughs> to actually talk to it. But like having your phone hooked up to your computer and have it like a picture of the person who's calling comes okay, up I or can something see that, like yeah. that. Uh, that, feels, <laughs> that feels very much like 386 technology from back in the day. This was like 486 though because that, that phone was playing a slideshow. Oh, it was, oh my God. That's, yeah. You gotta get the big, the big That's, RAM. That for was that probably shit. 133. <laughs> that was like the first Intel computer. Um, I remember that there was all sorts of that kind of like novelty software where that would be like an entire $50 program mm -hmm. that just like put a character on your. And then it's like talking. It would like say a line to somebody on your phone or something. <laughs> it feels like that's just kind of 90s tech. Um, anyway, he's got a phone call. <laughs> He's got a phone call. He wakes up in a sweat and looks at his horrible knee scars. Oh, no, Kyle's calling. Kyle's calling. Kyle's calling. Um, and Kyle is your obligatory 90s Polly Shore archetype. Um, I think Kyle's great. Kyle's in great. This movie. Yep. He's, He's also 27. Are you fucking... No. <laughs> Furlong's 15 in this. Uh, this kid's 27. That seems impossible. And they look the same age together. They absolutely look yeah. the same age. It's so weird. That kid's a vampire. That's <laughs> weird. That is super weird. Wow. Um, yeah, he's he's basically like 
if uh, if Seth Green was around, they probably would have cast Seth Green mm-hmm. for this role. It's like it's that it's surprised they didn't. Role. He was in everything. He was in everything. <laughs> I don't know that he was in everything at this point. I think that was later in his career that he became gotcha. ubiquitous to every '90s thing. Uh, <laughs> Kyle calls him a sausage dick. Yeah, <laughs> which is the weirdest insult I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, unless you're talking like I don't know Vienna sausage. That doesn't sound like an insult. It doesn't like <laughs> I mean if it's a size insult, yeah. I, if it's a texture insult, <laughs> then it's very specific. It's a very odd thing. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it. It involves way too much knowledge of his dick by Kyle for my liking anyway. But anyhow, uh, so he's calling to share the gospel of brain scan, which he has read about in the back of a Fango magazine. Fango. You know, the one with the eyeballs popping out on the cover. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Definitely, they knew that Fangoria could make or break your movie at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had a genre movie coming out and they knew whose ass to kiss. Yep. And they were kissing it hard. <laughs> so brain scan is the ultimate experience in interactive terror. Dude, you got to look at the ad. And so it's interactive, man. You're in the game, he says. <laughs> we'll get to that. I have some questions here. We'll get to <laughs> Kyle's excited banter about the game fades out. And we- why? Uh, why isn't Kyle called the number? I mean, he's all about it too, right? He keeps begging Eddie to like borrow the game later on, but he never calls himself. Like he just tells Eddie. Maybe he's broke. I don't know. He doesn't have to pay for it when Eddie gets the game. <laughs> it just like appears, and then he's like, "Can I borrow it? Can I borrow it?" Like, why wouldn't Eddie just be like, "Just dude, just call the fucking number. They magic you again." <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Maybe he doesn't have a mailbox. <laughs> They magic you the game. <laughs> That's right, they do. I mean, it doesn't even feel like you need to put the game in. He's got a computer because he's asking to borrow it, so he obviously has what he needs. Why doesn't Eddie just say, like, call the number? I called, and they magic me a game. Yeah. I, yep. <laughs> because that would really screw this whole thing up. That, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. It would have almost made sense at the end, not to spoil the ending for yeah. anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen it, but if you're listening to this, it's going to get spoiled eventually. Um, wouldn't it have made more sense if he had gotten the game and he was asking in the fantasy whether he was going to get it? Let's get this thing, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as the fantasy turns over, he's like, oh, dude, you got to give me that game because it would screw everything up if he had the game. But in real life, he might have been playing the game. Gotcha. It, it, it also seemed, Maybe that's just too convoluted. It also bothered me that he was the witness on the second one. Because I don't really feel like he saw anything. Like That seemed like a weird kill all around. Yeah. Like, he knew he had the game, but that doesn't mean you murdered somebody. Like, he's not a witness at well, all. The, no, he's like, not a witness at all. And also, but he's called that. Because we don't see him killed. We don't know what's going on with Furlong. Like, because he doesn't... That's one of the ones that just cuts away, right? He just Yeah, we never up. see any of that. Yep. And he's like, oh, man, what did I do? So we're like, well, oh, I got my friend's necklace. Yeah. But I was too you lazy remember to... killing the first person. Yeah. I was too lazy to cut a foot off this time. I just grabbed a charm bracelet. I feel like there's probably some sort of explanation for this that they're leaving out. That's probably just like, oh, yeah, it was I needed to get in your brain. And then from there on, I was in control or whatever. Or maybe they didn't care because it's a fucking video game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either way. 
it, it's a great out for any script writer. If everything is a video game, then you can just say, well, they wrote it poorly, not me. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's the game. So uh, his very excited banter starts fading out as we get that fake Nightmare on Elm Street theme and we look out the window and he is peeping on his next door neighbor. Not just peeping, like dragging out the fucking camera peeping. (laughs) This is like like felony peeping. Oh, yeah. Um, And it's not like a, oops, I caught a glimpse of boob. It's, oh, shit. Let me drag out all my recording equipment. (laughs) It's like, yeah, if the FBI finds this, I'm going to prison for a really long time. So, yeah. And this movie has a very interesting out for this particular felonious sexual assault that he's committing. So, it's not a dream? They're both avid watchers? It turns out that in this instance, they're both peeping Toms. Yep. She's taking photos. He's taking video. She's aware that he's watching. Yeah. And he's not aware. He's the only one who isn't but aware. But once he sees at the end, he's like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. You've been taking photos of me while I was <laughs> getting undressed I was or whatever. reading Fango. Well, yeah. The sexiest he's... thing he can do is read Fango. Yeah. <laughs> So that was it's my weird. special move. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his centerfold is going to be him yeah. reading Fangoria. But yeah, it, I hate to say it, it kind of works. I mean, it does deflect any kind of ickiness that you're to a certain extent. You're just kind of like, well, I guess these two weirdos have each other. He did something which is unforgivable. He did something unforgivable and just lucked out that she's a nutter with him <laughs> yeah i yeah. mean uh, yeah I, yeah it's it i guess it is kind of indefensible yeah but they but in their in they their try 90s to charm kind it like way, american beauty yeah. but it is super weird yeah it's like what a weird choice yep like i can't even think of anything else that would even be this audacious to yeah. try something like that but whatever. They deleted the scene where he turned around and then sent Kyle all the all the JPEGs of the video stills. Oof. <laughs> oh God. So much worse. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, Don't don't let him do that. He'll look like a bad guy. No, of course. Uh okay. So he calls Kimberly and nobody answers. So he goes for the next best thing to interaction with a lady, which is Colin Brainscan. <laughs> no, she does answer, but he says hang up immediately. I that's not how I read that. I read it that it or was, was he just watching an old video. It was I thought he I thought the minute she picked up he was like hang up. And no, you I hung think up the phone. I think he hung up just as she hung picked up the phone. Oh, I don't okay. think that he was aware that she had picked up, but you know, whatever. Pretty unimportant. I Either think he way, knew exactly what he was doing. I think I thought he was watching her on a video feed that he set up with his camera during <laughs> it. Yeah, I know. Jesus <laughs> Christ, he's such a great hero. <laughs> can this part? Can we just pretend that this part is part of the video game? <laughs> he says he's as much as a good guy as uh, Nutter from uh, Homewrecker last week. <laughs> Oof, yeah, the '90s was not great at getting likable heroes. No. That was kind of a thing, wasn't it, in the 90s, to have, like, a super flawed protagonist, where their flaws were kind of almost so bad that you couldn't like I them. I mean, maybe I can think of this in Homewrecker. <laughs> Can't really pull another one out that fast. Ash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, once once the 90s came around and we got, uh, it was 90s when uh, 
Army of Darkness came out. It was. And they started painting Ash as a complete asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think there are more of those than you okay. think. But, okay. So, uh, he thinks he's leaving a message to brain scan, but it's actually a real person. Uh, as soon as he's like realizes he's talking to a real person, again, we can't tell if it's the acting or just the character choice. He's just super dismissive. He's like, oh, hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, well then... So you got the ultimate terror? Yeah, it's the ultimate terror. Fuck bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's... God, the 90s, man. What are you trying to do? Like, make yourself look super cool to a phone operator? Like, (laughs) man, you don't know the guy. So you're the brain scan. You just saw this game. This probably sucks. I've probably played way better games. Because I've played them all. I've seen everything. You ever played Moon Buggy? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rules. Uh, Yeah, no, he definitely is a dick. (laughs) And again, for no reason. So he goes into convulsions because they brain scanned him, I guess. And uh, a voice says, the decision has been made and you will play death by design. The first disc will arrive in a few days or something. He tries redialing and the number's busy because that's creepy. Yeah. And again, he didn't even have to pay for it. Nope. Uh, next scene, we go into a room full of people watching uh, that Leon Klimovsky movie, The Dracula Saga, which is insane by the way is it i've never never seen it uh they call it death 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 part two for some reason which (laughs) Which is is a really funny gag though is it i thought so only because of the pause (laughs) if he just said we're watching death 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 part two that's not funny but the fact that he had the pause and then he was like part "Part two two, and then the teacher was like oh come on admittedly that that the part two was funny no you're right uh okay this also um a lot of this movie is just like a hodgepodge of things like Freaking A, Michael is totally like Terry from the gate, you know, with oh, the missing yeah. parents. Uh, this is the monster club at school. Yeah. And, the, and Mr. Feeney doesn't want yeah, the yeah. freaking... Yeah. They just like grab all these things. Of course. I mean, it, it, what I think is interesting is the way that they, they're like, oh, you know, Fangoria and like horror tropes. And we're, we're going to talk about this stuff. They never make an actual reference. There's never a moment where they're like, yeah, that's like Angus Scrim and uh, remember that time yeah. in Jaws. Remember this thing. In you know this what? Movie. I'm glad they don't. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> am super happy they don't. I imagine I the director was like, no, I, be- I, be- I wonder if there was a bunch. And he was like, no, we're, we're watching Death, Death, Death Part 2 because that's funny. You know? It is. It's, you know what? I, I definitely think it's better because of it. But it's it like, super surprises me because it like seems trickster, like trickster, such a trickster is like a Kruger. No, nobody nobody calls him out on it. You know what I mean? That's what they would... Right. Who are you for the TV, Freddy oh, Krueger? Thank, like, thank God thank there's no freaking lines God. like that. Yeah. That <laughs> nonsense bums me Same out. Same here. Yeah, that, that would have been terrible. Uh, but what I, what I love about him is that he's supposed to be Alice Cooper, is what the guy said in an interview, but he looks just like Ronnie James Dio. Mm. Like, he, he looks like a punk rock Ronnie James Dio. He has kind of the same face. But, um, okay, so Principal busts in, sees the filthy horror movie that they're watching. He turns it off. Uh, next, we smash into a, a meeting that he's having with the principal. But how did they even get there? Like, I thought this club was approved. Like, that's what was weird. Like, it's it, an after-school it club. Sure. And then they just shut him down. Yeah, it was approved hell? until they found out what kind of filth they were <laughs> watching. Uh, so this is some of my favorite dialogue in the movie. Uh, 
the principal says, uh, or Michael says, it's just harmless escapism. And then the principal counters with, <laughs> like, lighting up a marijuana cigarette and escaping the real world. Like watching a pornographic sex film and getting an erection and raping someone. You mean like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, whew. Here's another question. Why doesn't Eddie just take his horror club to his house? It's enormous and nobody's there. Because they're doing it in an off period. Oh, they're killing, it's not an after school? No, they're killing an hour of school. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, I mean, that's what he even says. I think the principal says, you know, the spare period is meant for enrichment or whatever. Oh, gotcha. I thought it was like an after that. school thing. Okay. Yeah. So, Furlong says that erections don't rape people. People rape people. Which, you know, good point. Uh, so, now the club is banned. Uh, unless you can screen the next movie for content. Unless the principal can screen the next movie for content. Which is going to be a funny joke at the end. It kind of is. I like it. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Michael speeds home on his adorable scooter. <laughs> and sees, like, what? An accident? A murder? Like, this you is confusing. Me, man. Okay. This was This was weird. It, it was... was just another opportunity for him to see... Uh, I want to call. I wanted to call him Klaus Kinski, no, uh, Frank Langella. Frank Langella, who is playing the uh, the police chief or whatever. He's sure. the officer in charge of the scene. He's great at being intimidating. He is great at detective everything. in this. He's yeah. so fucking good. Um, it makes it even worse when he's in scenes with <laughs> Furlong. There are a couple scenes where Furlong is up against him, and it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could just put a board of wood in his face. <laughs> it really could. <laughs> well, I mean, except that he he does the furlong. He does the thing where he goes from, yeah, I got got it, got it. It's like he just goes. He has his two settings are one and ten, mm-hmm. and everything in between has been completely <laughs> wiped clean. Uh. So but yeah, it's like a broken bike, like a car accident. Yeah, it looks or... like a looks like. Somebody on a car got hit by a bike, and he's a kid, and he lives in that neighborhood, and so he's probably like, hey, did one of my friends get fucking killed in a car accident? This is important information to me. I live three blocks from here. The cop's just like, go home, do your homework. Get (laughs) away. You're a bad cop. (laughs) Officer Duffy. (laughs) Officer Terminator 2. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so he doesn't tell him, but that's fine. He goes home and gets the mail. Uh, there's big piles of mail for his father, who is absent. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. But at the bottom of this one is one from Brain Scan. He didn't order that. What a great business plan. Yeah. <laughs> These guys must be losing money left and right. <laughs> Uh, they put ads in Fango. They develop bleeding edge cyberpunk fucking Johnny Mnemonic technology to hack your brain. Must have cost billions. Yeah. And how? <laughs> step two profit? Satan, dude. <laughs> okay. Usually they get souls, but Eddie was just too strong. His was too strong because he went through all that stuff with the Terminator. <laughs> um, That'll change you, man. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. You ever stared down a T-1000? <laughs> do you think there was like, <laughs> do you think that they were hoping they'd make money on the back end with like brain scan merchandise? Maybe like koozies or something, and that's that's where they thought they were going to profit. Maybe that's why they're giving away the discs. For I free. would buy a damn brain scan koozie right now. Oh hell yeah! Oh <laughs> me too. Uh, okay, so the squishy little stress brain. Yeah, 
Man, great. Uh, okay. Michael goes back to his bedroom, uh, which again is nicer than my house, and we find out that his dad is out of town and he's all alone, so that's going to make everything way easier plot-wise for everything to go on. We aren't going to have to have constant interactions with the parents. No, this movie... Bog this thing this down. This movie has parents when it wants them and just vanishes them when it doesn't. Which is great. Like Kimberly's Thank parents. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's boring. Like, that... Those interactions are you so You always have trite. to hide shit from your parents. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's an added complication. It's like the cell phone or whatever. What are you doing? Oh, nothing, Mom. I just don't feel very good. We're right. We're taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need any of that nonsense. Nope. Uh, so we get another tour of all the cool set decorator stuff that they put on the walls. Uh, we see that there's a party next door at Kimberly's house. He, uh, and he's like, Ooh, look, a party. And like kind of grimaces <laughs> like he's like Jimmy Stewart in rear window. Oh, and yeah. just like pulls down the blind. He's like, Hmm, I'm going to be alone and weird. I'm going to play a CD. How do you think? What, how do you like this? <laughs> yeah. They're all caring a lot. That everybody down there is like your in one, the pool. Your one like, small speaker upstairs in your room <laughs> next door is really bothering everybody. It's such a teenage thing, though. Like, I don't know if that's how they meant it, but it's how it felt. Was like he really thought he was doing something, and he it, was really pathetic and sad. It does sound like something I would have definitely done. Yeah, like that, actually, now that you mention it, yeah, exactly. Like it just feels like a dumb teenager thing to do. That you don't know how insignificant you yep. are because everything is about you for at yep. least 10 years of your life in that, in that then time. Then you crank your Sony boombox really too loud. And you're like, what do you think of that? It blows your ears out, but it's like outside there's nothing. Nobody, nobody can hear <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so good. Uh, yep. Okay, so he dials 1-800-555-FEAR. Puts his phone on do not disturb so Kimberly can't get through when she calls. Because she does call. And I guess this is just a lesson about what dicking around on your computer gets you. You lose touch with the outside world, and the girl that wants to date you can't get through on the phone. The narrator describes the game to Michael. He uh, says, blah, 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 video games are ancient history. you got to cover up your clues and finish within the time limit, or else you can't play the next one. Does that ever matter? Not really. I feel like there was a time when he didn't finish within the time no, period. No, he was like, finished. You got to go do this thing. No, he, the, he always finished. In the third <clears throat> one, did yeah. he finish? Yeah, oh yeah. He never missed his time. No, oh, I thought that he was like, aha, now I can, now, now you close, lose. But no, he did okay. it. Um, my problem with this is like how... Oh, that was the fourth one. Yeah, my problem with this whole setup is how was he expecting to play this game? Like, because like, it's not virtual reality. He didn't have a helmet or anything. Do you had, see that he, fucking cool-ass chair? Yeah. In my... So, all I could think was that this is a reality that we're just supposed to accept because of that sci-fi chair that he has up there. This is how you play video games in this world. Okay. And that it's kind of normal. Because he dude sits down to watch a movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking is because I think he's got this sci-fi chair and it feels like maybe we're supposed to be... In a world. I kind of just wish we got a line saying something like he picked up his controller and the voice yeah. is like, oh, you don't need that. Just sit down and you, experience this. Right. Like, like that, you, you know? oh, you won't be needing that. And then yep. he gets electrocuted and it flies out of yeah, his Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Perfect. I, I need that He scene. screams Sega and <laughs> something. It would be great. Um, How could this not be a video game? Like... It's, I mean, probably because at this time, parents groups were all up the ass yep. of all of these companies. 
And so an R-rated horror movie that had a video game tie-in would probably get a lot of people upset. Gotcha. It didn't, but now it could be one. It sure could. If people remembered this movie, if more than like 45 people remembered Brain Scan, I'm sure it's it could got a be. pretty good cult following, though. Does it really? It does. A lot of people love it. I mean, it's a great movie. It's a lot of people in the horror scene love it. Right. It's not any kind of Obviously. mainstream, like, yeah. No one outside, no, nobody outside of <laughs> the horror community knows anything about this. Um, okay. So. Uh, we get this, this is awesome. It's a yeah. It's like a it's like a Dario Argento game. Full first person, and he goes to kill somebody, and he gets like hints from the narrator off in his ears while he's breaking into somebody's house, and the music's freaking clutch, mm-hmm. and there's a cat, and uh, <laughs> he doesn't I, die. The cat is the cat is such a Dario Argento touch, mm-hmm. where it's like not only does he have the black gloves and the knife. He's also like they keep cutting back to the cat as yeah. something horrible is going on, and the cat's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm used to that. I'm a cat. I'm a cat. I see things disemboweled constantly. But man, this whole segment I just love so much. Like, yeah. it's so creepy. And then he cuts his foot off with a kitchen knife, which doesn't seem—is that possible? I mean, if can that's... you cut through bone with just like a normal steak knife? Like I'm that? assuming he was cutting through the joint. Oh, I didn't think about that because I, I don't know anatomy I mean, very well. I mean, maybe he was. Maybe the, <laughs> you know, one of those really nice Wustovs that's just been sharpened. Who knows? Anything's possible. Uh, looked like he had a lot of ankle on it. <laughs> it did look like there was a lot of ankle on that. <laughs> well, it was a video game. <laughs> oh, true. So, so see? he took a foot. I, I, I love. I love that. That was his thought too. He's like. It's, he's like the voice is like. Now get a souvenir. Be creative. I'm going to get a foot. <laughs> not a finger. Not just like a... Not, not an mean, ear. Not a fucking... Not a lamp. Not <laughs> like his wallet. Like, I don't think that anybody who's in this position, even if you have been in like a murder video game, he didn't even imply that he needed to take... Like, I'm going to get his liver. Dude. You need to get a psychiatrist. <laughs> I'm just going to get this foot. <laughs> Take a foot. Uh, but yeah, he does. You think that snake tattoo on his foot is an homage to uh, Hide and Go Shriek? No. No, it's not. But uh, I <laughs> like to think that it is. It does remind me of that, though, now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, so he wakes up. Whoa, that was so realistic. I've got to recharge my batteries with some milk and cookies that I'm going to drool all over <laughs> myself. Which, uh, Dude, he... Uh, that's the, how intense it was. What's the deal with him and milk in this? Like, in this scene, he chugs it. Then when he finally wakes up at the end, he's like, ah, fuck milk! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, this, mil- this milk he chugs, spilling all over himself. And when he wakes up at the end, he sees his milk and cookies there or whatnot, and he just, like, punches it. <laughs> <laughs> they had to take that scene so many times that he drank three gallons of milk. Uh, so he's just sick of it at the end. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, let's see. Oh, right. Uh, he looks out, he sees those poor losers next door who aren't killing people in video games. They're just having fun, getting drunk, and hanging out at a fucking mansion pool party. Boo, how boring. Nerds. (laughs) A bunch of nerds. Uh, so... He, he does the metal blaring thing. Oh, that's the smart. Yeah, I jumped the gun. Uh, next day, he describes the game to his 90s friend and is like, uh, 
But he won't give it to him. I'll get you the brain scan after I've played it a couple more times, man. And the thing is, like, just tell Kyle, just call and you'll get it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know (sighs) why. It It drives me nuts. (laughs) It is very strange. They say buddies forever, which is a thing that they say a lot. Buddies forever. That's so weird. (laughs) That's super weird. Have you ever done anything like that with a friend? I think maybe when I was five, maybe? Like, at a daycare? (laughs) But I mean, it's just like, not when you're 15. I don't remember ever doing that. Maybe I I just don't have close friendships. I mean, I'm only assuming that that I might... I think when I was like super young I was like making cool kid clubs and I was like you want to join my cool kid club and like we make a slogan you know what I mean like I mean I'm, I, didn't, I probably didn't call it the cool kid club but I, was I bet you like, did I was, and you had to bring a foot yes <laughs> mm. but yeah I think so I think I had like I think I tried making a club once with like a secret slogan so it would kind of be like that but weird okay so there you go I think they do that when they went to college or just like <laughs> All right, so I'll see you for phys- I'll see you for uh, psych psych one one. Okay, man, cool, man. I'll see you there. Cool, buddies forever. Buddies forever. <laughs> you know, I can think of a couple people I know who probably do that, and they are happier than I am. And so now I'm sad that I don't have those kind of friendships. <laughs> well, we, uh, we could start. Okay, buddies forever. Buddies forever. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better already. You know what? I really do. <laughs> Fuck. Michael was really onto something. You know what? We need to open up more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Michael finally gets the nerve to talk to Kimberly. Uh, her parents are old, so of course they have the news blaring. This is such an awkward scene. Yes. I wonder why they decided to make it so awkward. Like, her parents are just like sitting on complete opposite sides of the room. Mom's watching the TV. He's just reading a book. Like, It's like they gave the parents like a weird, not good relationship status but for no reason for no, in the movie right i mean definitely it felt like it was just to make them more judgmental of him like they're unhappy so he should be unhappy yeah they didn't I like mean, him at all it does feel like parents always hate each other in these movies like if no parents have good relationships in mm. horror movies but maybe i'm wrong the ones in heathers did but i guess that's not really a horror movie hmm Oh yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Why do I keep reading these <laughs> stupid spy novels? Because you're an idiot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's the ticket. Okay, so uh, <laughs> where have we where have we drifted off to slowly? Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh right. Uh, Michael's in the in the living room, uh, and TV's on. Cuts directly to the news story about the murder that looks exactly like the place that Michael went to in the video game. Gotta and love took it. a foot. Gotta love <laughs> exposition television. <laughs> Gotta love it. And he's like, "Oh boy, uh, hey, 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 just hey, tell her I uh, <laughs> tell her I stop by and I'll go home and uh, cover up so my crimes." Yeah. <laughs> How to look fishy? Like here to see Kimberly. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> like, yep. Wait, what? Well, I mean, he was watching a murder show and he had to go. Maybe he had a murder boner. Who knows? He goes back to his room, goes to the freezer, finds the foot. Then brain scan calls him. So he's yelling at the program. And then Trickster comes out of the computer. And again, he's still like, he's like, oh, finally, a representative. And now I can really talk. (laughs) About time. (laughs) I've been on hold for so long waiting for somebody to come out of my computer so that I can yell at them. And he does. Well, yeah, he just... well, you get to meet Trickster, and he's fantastic. He is. I love him. 
he's he's so undersold here. He doesn't get to do the thing that he should because of Furlong's reaction. Yeah. Because Furlong's reaction is so understated. If he had if if he had reacted like any other character in any movie in the history of any movie. He'd probably be screaming and like back would climbing have the walls. Screamed. Yep. He would have backed up against yeah, the yeah, wall yeah, yeah, yeah. and been trying to climb it. Exactly. And going, what? Oh my God. What? What? What the what? fuck is happening? What the? And we would have. It's gone like it's through. like a kid comes out of this kid's TV on a weekly basis. It's it's <laughs> like he has seen this so yeah. many times. And I told you is, I played all the horror games. Well, you think this is the first one that again, sent a guy so, coming out of my TV? <laughs> but there it is. Like it makes me feel like maybe we're in a reality where different things are acceptable. I know that's not true. No. But it's... It's a world just like ours. In a world. Only with sci-fi chairs, free video games, and people that come out of TV. I want that fucking chair, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that thing is awesome. You know what? I feel like that was my takeaway back then, too. Like, when I first watched this movie, I was like, want that chair oh mine was the phone i wanted that igor phone i was like that is the coolest thing in the world imagine my friends calling me and being like igor answer (laughs) shit it really would be like also that is another thing that is really on the nose about the script and about the way that set deck and like everybody who like really fixed this up they knew what would make kids go Holy shit, like yep. a 90s child would see this and be like, oh my god, this is the coolest world. <laughs> and I'm sure that I did. I'm sure that when I watched it, I, I totally was just did. like, I, I wow. remember loving the hell out of this when I was like 13. Yeah. So, uh, where are we now? Oh yeah, Trickster came out. Right. Trickster introduces himself. He 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 does a, my one of my favorite parts where he flips through the CDs he has, calls them all junk. And then he's like, I never leave home without this. And he puts in the best band in the world, Primus, and dances all around and swings from the rafter. And Eddie is still just like, he's not surprised by any of this. He's just like, no. you cut it out. And he shuts the Primus off on him. It's This is like we are at a scene from Drop Dead Fred three quarters of the way through the movie Drop Dead Fred. Where you've already gotten accustomed like, to him. She's accepted that yeah. he's in her life and wrecking stuff, and now he's doing another one of his pranks. And she's like, oh, okay, God, enough. This, like, come yep. on. What are you doing here? It's as though he has known this monster his whole life. It's There's weird. a reason for that. <gasps> it's him. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's it. But he doesn't know that. He doesn't know shit. <laughs> also, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. That explanation doesn't make sense and doesn't work for me, but that's okay. Um, okay, <laughs> we get uh, we get some requisite Freddy dialogue. He needs to he needs to hit that that scene where he's like, you know, oh whatever. You could poke my eyes out. You could break my fingers. You could do this thing. So he does a bunch of gross it's, out it's stuff. Such biting the Freddy. Oh, absolutely. Hey, Nancy, want this or tea? Tap. Yeah. <laughs> I cut my finger off. Aren't I cool? <laughs> <laughs> that part always pisses me off. <laughs> I know it's the infancy of Freddy, but it's always just like, hey, watch this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> cool story, <It's>, bro. <laughs> like, with that, it's almost like he he did that, and he's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I was gonna do something cool, but I did." Oh god, can you get me a? I need. Oh no, I'm passing out. <laughs> I'm gonna redeem myself by making my arms go really long. Oh god, 
Finally, something that won't make me laugh at Freddy. <laughs> Big, long, goofy arms. Oh, Freddy, come on, buddy. He grew into it. <laughs> he grew into those arms. <laughs> now he's 26 feet tall. Uh, okay. <laughs> What are, where are Jesus. we in this movie? So right. Trickster tells him that he needs to play the second disc yeah. because there was a witness. Right. Now he did, I mean, this is a really cool concept. It's almost like a every game, every disc has a different like level, like to right to to fix something that happened in the previous. I think I think it's a cool dynamic. It is. It's. I mean, it's a very choose your own adventure. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Even though they don't flesh this part out, I don't. We get this amazing first-person yeah. scene of him killing the rando. Yeah. But then he goes to kill his own friend. We don't see any of it. Because but then when he goes to he's kill, he's supposed to be completely blacked out. Later on, we Later. find out that that it's he has a secondary personality that is trickster. That it's he's in him. So the idea that his conscious mind blanked out so that this other thing could take the driver's seat kind of makes sense. No, I'm okay with it. I'm not. Uh, because later on, when he goes to kill Kimberly, that's his mission, mm-hmm. he can't do it. Like, So you're telling me he had no qualms about killing Kyle, his best yes. friend earlier? That just happens at yeah, a Yeah, they click. weren't having sex. But, I mean, <laughs> maybe they were, but it was unfulfilling sex because he has I'm a sausage, sausage dick. He has a sausage dick. <laughs> Again, I don't know what that is. It I could just, be a smell thing. It could be a... <laughs> Jesus Christ, get off the dick. <laughs> I just I just think this scene feels rushed. Like, they just skipped a giant chunk. Yeah. Because you see every other... But, well, if you see him kill Kyle, it ruins the whole thing. Like, it, you can't have sympathy for him if he's like, oh, you were a witness, I have to murder you. It has to be that he does it unconsciously. It's the only way that he gets away with it. Because otherwise he's not sympathetic. Okay. You know, like, if he's like, oh shit, I am covering up my own crimes by murdering people, yep. and I know that it's real, that's not great. Okay, and he's as surprised as I am by the fact that Kyle's a witness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Which because I Kyle really of... isn't a witness. Like, I know, that Nothing that he me. saw made... Yep. I just don't see how that would work, but whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, don't mad. It don't mad. Okay. Uh, Michael sees all that. <laughs> That's right. He sees all that shit. He sees him poke his own eyes out. He sees him break his fingers. He sees him do all of that crazy shit. He don't care. And he's just like, Ugh. you done yet? <laughs> you done yet? You done uh, yet? You fucking supernatural whatever. Yeah. Trickster disappears, and Michael's like, all right, fine. I'm going out in the woods to bury that foot because he finds out that. There was something left behind, and he needs to, you know, he needs to get rid of the, the, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to go bury this foot in the woods. But unfortunately, a dog comes nosing around and steals the foot right out of his bag before he can <laughs> dig the hole. He runs off with it. Somebody in, somebody in the IMDB is saying that this is an homage to Yojimbo, and I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but okay. it's a the, the Akira Kurosawa movie. It's a samurai film, and yep. the dog grabs somebody's hand from one of the fights and is like running around with it, and they're not supposed to see that someone was killed. And blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe it is. I mean, it sounds very similar. I guess it kind of is. Maybe it isn't homage to Yojimbo. And then, so eventually, the dog gives Eddie the foot back. And he hide, and then all of a sudden the dog's walker's coming, 
And so he hides under like this tiny little bush. Yep. This is this is a repeating theme. Furlong hides under like he has nothing and gets not he has seen. Solid snake levels of oh, yeah. disguise, or it's like he might as well have put himself in a cardboard box in the middle of someone's walkway. But this scene, man, when the dog walker comes and looks, it's like, what are you, what are you looking at? Like, there's no way you can't see any of that scene, dude. Come on. And there's also no way that the dog wouldn't give him away. Dogs yeah. will bark at anything. Oh yeah. There's, there's no way. There's also no way that he's given up that delicious foot. <laughs> Everything about this makes no sense. No. Uh, Including the fog. But That is the foggiest forest. <laughs> after a while, it was a very X-Files foggy forest. Oh, yeah, it's ground fog only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he gets the foot back after bargaining with the dog. He makes a couple of bargains that are sort of paid off later. Um and he goes home and burns his clothes from the murder after burying the foot. Kyle shows up to see where he's been. Uh, he's like Seth Greening as hard as he possibly can in this scene. <laughs> and Michael blows him off and now their friendship is in peril. Mm-hmm. He basically is just like, why don't you lend me the game? Come on. Because you're a dickhead. Fucking leave me alone. Shut up. Go yeah, away. Yeah, he's really mean to him. Yeah. It's, I think he's distancing him. You know, I think this is a uh, a Harry and the Hendersons moment. <laughs> Go away. I don't even like you. <laughs> oh, I really want him back. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted a Sasquatch, but I had to yell at him. Um, so more of this panning over his cool wall decor, the doorbell rings. It's Kimberly. She wants to come in, but he's all freaked out, so he's not pitching his best game here. <laughs> um she brings his homework and his mail, which was nice. Yeah. I don't know why that was. There's some more. There's a paper with more news about his murder, and the newest brain scan disc has arrived. Hooray! He sees it. He flips out. Sends Kimberly away. It has a smash session. Yep. <laughs> smashes the thing, and he's just blowing it with Kimberly left and right. She must really like him because he is just not. All he's doing is giving off total creep vibes. Yeah. Uh, later brain scan calls him trickster shows up and he's like, I can't play the game. I broke it. And he's like, eh, whatever. Never leave home without this or something. Yeah, he spins, he, think, he makes he a CD ROM spin. No, yeah. he doesn't, but he makes a CD spin on his finger and he gives it to him. Yep. He's like, play, eliminate the witness. Yep. So he does play because he's a dingus. Uh, and he videotapes himself in the chair so that he can prove that he's not actually going out and doing the murders. I like that part. True. And then it turns out he he's going out and doing the murders. But he tapes himself going out and doing the murders. Um, and then he warps back to the chair instantly. Yep. Like, yep. That scene's done. And he has beaten the level with time to spare. Yep. He checks the tape and he did indeed get out of that chair, which he thought he never left. Yep. He, Michael goes to his freezer, finds Kyle's bloody necklace. Oopsie, what oopsie. What kind of downgrade is that? Last time you took a guy's whole foot. <laughs> this time you're just like, yeah, piece of jewelry. Because he <laughs> wasn't in control. Turns out, the real psycho was him. Oh, yeah. Like, the dark part of his personality is a little less fucking dark, turns out. Um, so. And it did look like a necklace tr- trickster would wear. It, yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe that's why he grabbed it. Could be. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's it's really strange because I it wasn't so obvious that like I would have I would have picked it out as being his. Oh yeah, they never they never call attention to it. Before. The fact that we knew it, we only knew it because they say that it's his. Yep. Um, he, it makes seems some, strange he makes some weird brief line about Lucky Charms somewhere later. Like oh, that's at the later. End. Oh, okay. He says it at that's the at the end. end. Okay. If yep. he'd said it at the beginning, it would have made sense. Well, if they just had one of those scenes where it's like, let's go. Oh shit! I left my freaking necklace. I never my lucky leave without. Lucky, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Or, I mean, more appropriately, he's wearing a bunch of punk rock couture. Why not just have a have like a neon button that stands out gaudily among all of the other buttons that we would remember just by looking at him? Yep. You know, if it was hot pink and it was an upside down smiley face. Yeah. And then it was covered in blood, then you'd get sued by the Watchmen. That's probably what would happen. <laughs> but we uh, made what, it pink. <laughs> but it was pink. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh well. Uh, okay. So, uh, Michael calls Kyle, but Kyle doesn't answer because he's dead, and uh, Frank Langella instead answers the phone. With no gloves on, in an active crime scene. Yep, he is, <laughs> he's just too cool to wear gloves in a crime scene. <laughs> uh, and Edward grows to ten again screaming. <laughs> he sure does. So, this is, for me, this is a weird one. So... This is supposed to prove that he's guilty, but to me, this proves that he's makes him seem more innocent because he's calling somebody that he didn't know was dead. Right? Yeah. Why, like, why would that? Oh, you're the one that called because you were concerned about your friend. There's a bunch of cops in front of his house. Yeah. Like, if you called and you were like upset, and then the a cop answered the phone, it seems like normal behavior. Huh. That is weird. But. They, they say that that's very guilty behavior. Uh, okay. Where are we now? Let's go to... Uh, Kim goes to Michael's house, and he's sad. Uh, after another news report, they slow-mo on Langella, and ominous music plays. Mm -hmm. This was that moment when he, like Langella was walking in slow motion, and you're like, oh, this is all his plot. Nope. Nothing has <laughs> nothing to do with this. Like, they... It's such an intentional, like, they make him look like he's guilty of something, and then it's just a total red herring. Uh, Trickster comes back, you know, he, he says the same shit we already know, that Kyle was the witness, Michael killed him. Trickster tells him not to answer the door when the doorbell rings, but he's like, no, I'm going to go do it. I don't care what you say. Uh, he does. It's the cops. We have that interaction. It's not great, but... Uh, the best what's going on upstairs is the real treat here. I think <laughs> Oh, Trickster's snack. No, the moment it's like it's a fairly subtle little moment, but I think it was the best trickster moment of the whole movie was uh he oh, leaves he sits and then he the sits chair? down <laughs> and he turns on the three stooges and he just folds his hands and he watches it really solemnly. Yeah, and he adjusts himself once he was like Oop. Doop. <laughs> and it's it, like, really funny. Like any other movie would have had him going full Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. Yep. Where he's just laughing his ass off and being crazy. And instead, he's just like, hmm, yes. It is very interesting. Stooges. Yep. There's three of them. Hmm. Interesting. Great. Uh, okay. So the cops grill him for a while, insult him a lot. They say that everyone at school thinks he's a freak. Uh, and... That's pretty weird. Those cops are just, like, not good for your self-esteem. <laughs> Those cops are bad for your self-esteem. <laughs> uh, 
back upstairs, uh, Trickster's doing the full 90s gross-out eating scene yeah. needed for everything like this. I love, eating, I love it. He's eating a giant raw chicken. And then he's then, just putting mustard on everything. And then he's got, like, hot dogs and banana with mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's, there you go. It's 90s food. It's, it's 90s food funny. It is. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's like the guy making the sandwich in uh, that movie. It's like, look, I've got more food that I could possibly eat, and I'm going to put crazy stuff on it. It's funny. Because uh, I'm a weirdo. Look at me. I'm a crazy weirdo. Hey, it works for me. <laughs> uh, so The whole a, chicken was a little much. Because <laughs> he couldn't bite into it, so it didn't. It looked super fakey. Yeah. Which I think was problematic for that. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this dumb scene where Trickster cuts Michael's hand. He talks about the car crash. Does the blood remind you of your dead mother, Michael? Yeah, they really... And then the blood morphs into a CD. They really uh, hammer that home with no point, really. Yeah, like, it doesn't feel like there's much payoff like Your mom could have just left. Like, <laughs> none, of, none of that really matters. But it, it certainly explains why the dad is distant and everything is fucked up. So I guess at least there's that. But you don't need to just constantly hammer it home. Yeah. It's it seems unimportant. Uh, okay, but now we get this scene where he's like, "I'm not gonna play the fucking game because mm. it seems like every time I go into the game, I kill somebody. <laughs> and I don't want to kill anybody." And he's like, "Guy, my name is Trickster, and you can trust me. <laughs> they call me Trickster for a reason. It's because I'm trustworthy. So trust me, you're not gonna kill anybody this time. Totally, this is just a stealth mission." This one, yeah, it's like <laughs> you're just gonna creep in. You gotta grab one thing. Get out. You just gotta dust. You, just gotta, you gotta cover your footprints. Dust off. You left. You left muddy, limpy footprints in the in the mud. Yep. Because by the way, you have a limp. Yeah. Don't <laughs> oh, forget right. about that. Oh shit. <laughs> Ow. Oh I mean, right. I mean, it doesn't right. hurt anymore. My I'm leg. Older. I mean, my my arm. No, my I leg. Drag yes, it. my I leg. Drag it now. Yes. Drag it. Drag it. Drag it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Trickster leaves, goes into the TV, he finds out about the footprints, blah, blah, blah. Um, we get a nightmare here, which I don't really... This scene came out of nowhere and has no reason. Yeah. I, He's it, just, like, making out with... I, 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 seriously, when you watch this movie, this it, is, se- it seems so jarring that you're like, did I miss a scene? Did yeah, something get cut out? It's it's as though this was edited wrong. It goes straight from no- like it goes straight from you got to go there, do this scene, to boom, I'm about to have sex with Kimberly, and then she turns into the foot guy. It's the, like okay, and then the he wakes up. The only way it makes sense is if the game has a level where you start making out and then wake up, <laughs> and then he's still in the game, and he just woke up, and now he has to go play the game, and it's uh, it's stupid. nobody likes that level. It's very bad. <laughs> Um, no. Yeah, it's really weird. Doesn't work. I don't know what... Yeah. And you could lose that whole scene, and nothing would change at no, all in this movie. It it's really... just there. And, it's and the movie is long. Like, there's yeah, no it's reason... Already, it's already 96 minutes. You, you can, could easily yep. cut that. Yep. You would lose nothing. Um, so... Let's see. Uh, Langella breaks into his house and steals ashes from the fire, because... He saw that it's summer and there was still fresh ash in them. Which meant he was burning something. Uh, yes. And I could tell because he's like a Sherlock Holmesian type. He's like, ah, you are burning a certain type of cloth that's only worn by this certain type of person. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so this is great. 
Later that night, Langella starts up a fucking hillbilly posse. It's Halloween 4, man. It's crazy. It's Halloween kills. Why (laughs) in the world would he do this? Because it's a neighborhood watch because they're going to try to stop that killer. Because every night there's another person getting killed. So you obviously round up all the rednecks in town. What about like state patrol or something? Then tell these citizens that they're not allowed to carry guns while looking for a killer. And they're all like, okay, cool. Well. We're going to anyway. Some of them (laughs) are not so cool with that rule. It turns out. I still can't figure out that murder either. I couldn't figure. How okay, is you're he, not- How is he responsible for that? Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I killed someone. No, you didn't. Somebody shot somebody for no fucking reason. Yeah. Okay. A dude came around a corner and somebody shot them. You're not responsible for that, man. But I mean, the dude, the dude came around the corner with a gun. Yeah. The cop had a gun. Like, why was he even drawing a gun? He knew all these people were out on neighborhood watch. Like, they were all like, together. And he had a gun. He was like, police officer, with a gun. And then the dude turned around and shot the guy that just said he was a police officer when he's yep. working with the police. Like, <laughs> what the? Ugh. Yep. I would say, uh, is correct. <laughs> so, now he does disc three. He goes to the garden, rubs out his footprints. Uh, inside Kyle's house, there's a cop dusting for fingerprints. Trickster calls him. I thought that's awesome. And says... Mm, there's an intruder in your yard and Michael limps away which was the first time I think I noticed him having a limp but you know it's also the first time I saw him running making fresh limp tracks (laughs) he literally goes the same direction he just came from (laughs) fucking Michael Uh, he's gonna have a terrible score in this game uh so now the posse is out looking for him with the dog that stole his foot before. Is this the same dog? Yeah, yeah, that dog's. Everywhere. I mean, it's a foot. returning. It's a returning gag. It's so. foot dog. He's cool. He's good people. <laughs> he is, um, uh, oh, is this why the cop drew the gun? Because he was running after the imposter. Oh, I do. Don't ask me. And maybe Langella just didn't fill him in that like, hey, I'm throwing together a lynch mob. <laughs> It does feel like he, like the partner, was not involved in the conversation where he was like, "I'm gonna deputize all the citizens of this yeah, town." Yeah, okay, that kind of actually half makes sense. Maybe but he came out of the house and was like, "Who are these fucking?" I was crazy dusting people? prints up in Kyle's room all this time. I had no idea, and then I saw a, guy, a group of guys with guns. So, yeah, you, oh, that makes sense now. Actually, you know what? Maybe this is all kind of on Lanchella. Yeah, I feel like maybe this is all his fault for not telling his partner. That there was a bunch of fucking yokels out there. Dude, here. he breaks the rules all the time. He 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 answers the phone with no gloves at a crime scene. He breaks he breaks in and yep. gets ashes without a warrant. Yep. You know that would be thrown out of court. Yeah. God damn it. He's not a good cop, but he's intimidating. But he's a great Dracula. <laughs> so he's got that going. Uh okay. So yep. So this is cool though. I really like this level. Like that. He just like goes to smear out the, yep. The the he's like I'm not gonna kill anybody. I just gotta smear footprints. But oh shit, there's a neighborhood watch squad. Lynch mob right. after me. Well, the principal was, cool... was out there. Is oh that... yeah. So and then the principal's crushed under a pile of bricks. Yes. How? Maybe he did that on purpose. He didn't. He got he got um he got caught by the principal who was trying to hold him, and then he got bumped into a, a board that was holding uh, all those bricks up. 
So so it would so I guess technically he killed somebody by accident. Yes. Okay. So that uh, that must be the person he was talking about. What person? That he killed? Yes. Yes, that was okay, exactly so, oh, the person. The okay, I thought it, I thought he was taking responsibility for the shooting death. No, 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 no. Okay. It was that. That makes yeah, much more they, sense. They do muddy this up a bunch here. Yeah, it is this is a very confusing little bunch of scenes. All right, so now he runs away, and he makes sure to uh, talk to Kimberly on his way away from the scene of the multiple homicides. And you're just like, oh, dude. Welcome to your new witness. <laughs> we now know what disc four is going to be. <laughs> going to the water park? <laughs> what, I, what I like about this, I like this quote. This isn't a game anymore. It's just lots of crimes. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> I think it's funny now, and I didn't. Like, now that I think about it with you, it's, it is funny. <laughs> this isn't a game. It's just a bunch of crimes. Uh, it sounds like a parent talking about Grand Theft Grand Auto. Grand Theft Auto <laughs> does. Uh, okay, so Langella gets the report from Forensics and says, There was blood of the correct type in the ashes, and that Michael is the one who placed the call. Dun, dun, dun. Trickster bullies Michael into choosing Kimberly's life or his own. Because she's going to turn him in. Kimberly comes to his door again. She can hear, he can hear her calling, but he ignores it. Um, because she wrote something in the paper about him the last time they hung out. Yes. they There was some sort of thing about, like... She confided something, and then she wrote about it in the paper. She's a writer for the school paper, yeah. It's just she wrote all his quotes about how he was sad about Kyle dying. But then she blamed that on Stacy. And if you don't know who Stacy is, it's cool. She's in the movie <laughs> for seven seconds in three different scenes. Okay, but... <laughs> I'm confused. What about him saying... It feels like he's saying that he's being implicated by this, right? That the fact that she wrote this shit is implicating him in some in some way. Oh, I didn't get that at all. I think it, I think he was just pissed just that she betrayal? took betrayal. Yeah, I just think it was pissed that he took his words and okay and wrote about him. All right, yeah, because it didn't seem it didn't seem like she did anything bad. No, she just took his quotes, being like, and his quotes too were just like, "I really miss my friend. He was my best friend." Like. It wasn't really embarrassing. Like anybody would say that. <laughs> Am I? But don't I, like, rem, don't like I remember it, Langella picking up the paper and being like, "Aha! It looks like you had a best friend, or some shit like that." I, yes, I did. He died. He died, and you're. <laughs> it says your upset about it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How very criminal of you. <laughs> uh, whatever. It says here he also liked to refer to you affectionately as sausage dick. <laughs> Hey, now you're back on the sausage dick. Uh, okay. It's too fun to leave. It, it really is. Uh, okay, so he creeps over to Kimberly's house and breaks in. He grabs scissors, heads up to the room, and now we get to the room and we see that she's got two Aerosmith Get a Grip posters on the wall. And you're he like, has one too. maybe it's okay that, she, that like. I'm not saying that murder's all right, but I can kind of relate to him now. I'm like, okay, she likes the Aerosmith Get a Grip album. Maybe that's why he's killing her. Uh, anyway, uh, he's standing over with the scissors, and Trickster appears over his shoulder. 
this scene was originally way different. Have you seen any of the footage from this? No. So Trickster pops up. You know, he yep. he finally gets some balls and says, like, fuck off. And it starts attacking Trickster. Sure. Then they morph into this weird thing with all the effects. This was supposed to be like a thing thing. Uh. Where they both morphed into a crazy body horror monster. And they built this whole monster. And you can find it right on, on the YouTubes. <laughs> Damn. And uh, it looks like it'd be really cool. But then they changed it huh. to just Eddie popping up with, I don't know, haunt attraction makeup on his face. Going, yeah. I'm bad now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, what? Well, luckily, they have an actor who can pull it off. So <laughs> you can tell that he's bad because he's, he's hunched over. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally I'm his acting now. technique is slightly talking like this and hunching over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, seemed pretty bad. I got, um, I got the hunch. <laughs> yeah it's a full-on time cop thing basically he touches him and he like they kind of morph yep. together and it's the same reason because they're the same person mm -hmm. we find out that you know they're two halves of the same whole or whatever but the thing that's weird is it's like Just, i'm your i'm your evil half or whatever yeah. but he's there without his evil half about to murder this girl oh yeah <laughs> so i don't know i don't know that that works necessarily <laughs> He was he was there not not thinking, I don't know, whatever. They separate, and he's still, like, about to murder. I think they just made this concept that was too complicated for its own like, damn it's good. It's true. It's true. And they're they were like, it's really cool, though. They're like, same size of a, a coin. Like, it's alter ego. And like, No, I think they saw Time Cop, and they were like, I want to do that <laughs> thing where Ron it's, Silver becomes... I want the goopy effects. I want two Ron Silvers to squish yeah, together. Yeah, I want the CG goop. Is it Ron Silver? It is Ron Silver. Okay. I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Boo. <laughs> yeah, this scene could have been so much more. It's funny how I look at this movie, though, in context, in a way that I haven't. I've said this before, but I'm getting nostalgic for bad computer effects from the 90s. Oh, me too. And so when they do it. this shit... It doesn't bum me out the way it used to. Like, it used to totally bum like me out. When I watched this, I'm sure when I watched this movie, I was angry at the computer animation. I have been too before, too. Yeah, I was like, that looks so cheeseball. Like, it does. But then now you're watching it now and be like, I love Thank that. Thank God you did it this <laughs> stupid way that looks so fucking terrible. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm so happy about that. It's so strange how that works. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but okay, so uh, Furlong's got a half-scarred face and contact lenses and he's... Because he's bad now. Because he's bad now. She says she loves him. No, I'm also a weird pervert. I know that you've been watching me and I've been intentionally stripping in the window for you. Because that's... Because I'm into this kind of weird <laughs> shit. Because it's the '90s, and we got everything's got to be some kind of weird fetishy thing. Um, and so she snaps him out of it with the power of love. <laughs> the power of having a shared fetish yeah. is really what it is. It's not Kings quite be the same, strong. Apparently, he tells Trickster that he's won because the time has run out, and he didn't do it. So screw you, Trickster. And Trickster's like, yeah, well, check this out. He opens the door. Frank Langella comes in, and he's like, murderer. Pulls his gun, shoots. He's dead. Yep. Or is he? Turns out he's not. Turns out he's not. Turns out this was all a dream. It was all just a brain scan. I love those kind of endings. <laughs> Everybody loves it. Everybody loves that shit. 
especially uh, my like sixth grade uh, teachers. They were always like really excited about that. <laughs> the it was all a dream, but yeah, no, uh, it, it was all a dream, but it makes kind sense. of because he got the game to play. So there's still magic. He played brain scan. He got that first disc. He woke up from playing. That was science magic. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, we're we're in a world where whatever this is fried his brain for however long. He still got sent a free game. (laughs) Magically. The other person who played this game, his brain... Like yeah, exploded they, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So there still is a a bit of obscure sci-fi death magic involved. I think. Yes, I, I mean this to me. This sounds like oh fuck. I'm gonna forget the name of the thing, but it's the like the paro. What what was the name of the? There's this uh, legendary fake video game that's supposed to exist out there. Oh, Poly- Polybus Polybius. Poly- Polybius. Yes, yes, that's the yep. thing. And so I think it's that kind of thing where it's like, oh, you know, the government is doing this to experiment on people or something. And that's why it was a free game, you know, and that was I was honestly kind of surprised that that wasn't a thing that like oh, that would have been a cool twist that, like ending, a yeah. like a CIA van, some guys with fucking sunglasses on. They're monitoring it. And they pull down, like, they have, like, a a satellite on the top of their thing. They pull it in, and they drive away. Yeah, that would have been cool. You know, whatever. They're just like, okay, well, (laughs) write it off. Yep. All right, well, this one survived. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that it was, like, some sort of, you know, this is X-Files era. Yeah. Could have been some sort of weird government conspiracy to see, (laughs) you know, what it takes to drive people to murder. Instead, we get the dog, which makes no sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. So the murders were real? But we just found out they're not. So why does that dog have that foot? I don't know. Um, it's funny, but it's the more you think about it, you're just like, wait a <laughs> yeah, minute. Yeah, no, none of it makes sense. <sighs> oh, well. Okay, so the game offers him some relaxation techniques to calm down. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> He's like, relaxation, relaxation, how's this for relaxation? And just trashes his room and it's like, boy, you really you really showed, you really showed that game the corporation. Yeah, pick up all your expensive tech equipment you just shattered. Yeah. And that milk. It's gonna stink. <laughs> so whatever. Uh Downstairs, downstairs, <laughs> Kyle is uh, yelling for him. Kyle tells him that it's a good thing you didn't play Brain Scan because somebody's brain exploded. I saw it on the news. <laughs> um, Michael realizes this is the time to go visit Kimberly. He goes up to her room. Because that party's still going on. Because he's, right, he's only been playing the game for like an hour. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is another thing. Like, so you can live like basically a lifetime in a day. Yeah. That seems like a great invention. Uh, <laughs> maybe use it for something other than murdering people. <laughs> but uh, yes. So he goes over, sees Kimberly, goes upstairs, and she's like, oh, it's not really a great time. Um, maybe, maybe later we could date, which, okay. Okay. And she kisses him. But now I'll kiss you like we're dating. And then she leaves. 
And he stays in the room and finds all the photos that she creepily took. So it turns out that the plot twist that was in the game is the same plot twist in real life. Mm. Weird. How did the game know? It's brain scan, man. It scanned his wow. brain. Wow. It's, it's so he knew on some level. He knew that she knew and was taking photos. Oh, man. <laughs> this is great. Uh, but yeah, there you go. And then we get the coda to the whole thing, which is the little joke with, he's like, he goes to the principal and he's like, I'm thinking of showing this video game to- I need you to approve it. <laughs> to the horror club and I need you to approve it. And behind him, Trickster is sitting in the principal's desk laughing. ha. <laughs> But he also looked half pissed. Really? At the end. Trickster like made like a thing, but then like the movie ends with Trickster looking angry. Hmm. Like I thought I couldn't figure that part out. Nah. And then Trickster narrates the post credit scene. Does he? Yeah, he pops back, he's like, wait a minute, aren't we forgetting something? And then but it shows not. the dog, but we're not, because it didn't <laughs> happen. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, we're not forgetting something. We're not at all. No. I don't understand. Well, did I forget another witness to their trickster? <laughs> but uh, if the murders didn't happen and everything's fine and he didn't kill anybody, then there's no foot to be had. Then there's an extra foot somewhere. Somebody's missing the damn foot. Or he's got two <laughs> extra feet. I don't know. I don't understand how this goes. It's like there's some sort of time quandary going on. Is it on a multiverse? Here. Those are popular these days. It could be a, a multiverse of dogs. <laughs> just into the into the dog verse into the foot verse i don't know it's <laughs> i got nothing either way it's funny because i used to i used to think this was a perfect movie until i revisited it for this podcast yeah. and watched it two times in a row because i hadn't seen it in a few years but i've always remembered loving it and i still do yeah love me it, too but it's definitely not a perfect movie like i used to think it was no no in no, my no. head it was just like it's creepy. It's the music's amazing. Everything's <laughs> awesome. And then it was like all of a sudden it was just like, wait a minute, why, why, why? <laughs> yeah. Once once you pick apart, but it is. Uh, I will forever love this movie, and it does hold that nostalgia factor for me. And it's also I I, I find it super enjoyable. Yeah. Tr- Trickster's amazing. I do love the music. I do love all that old. Just even hearing the term CD-ROM gives me the warm fuzzies these days. <laughs> Yeah, no, seeing all of that, all of that really funny, like early Intel kind of technology, mm-hmm. it was like, oh man, I want to play Blood again. <laughs> that was a great game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was fun. It was a, it was a romp. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that we brought this back and yeah. got to watch it again. I want to go check out Lawnmower Man now, because it's been a long time since I've seen that too. That movie is hard to watch. I remember watch. I remember ending that along with this around the same time. Yep. yep. I definitely remember the two of them being... T- I remember there was like the scene- Lawnmower Man, this movie, and Ghost in the Machine. Yep, Ghost in the Machine's awesome. I remember as being three movies that were like right around the same time. And I think uh, Virtuosity, too. Or that might have been a little Possibly, later, yeah. I think. I mean... That was more action It was this. It was yeah. this whole era where virtual reality kind of, was yes. like a thing. Yep. Oh my God, Virtuosity. Which one was that? That's Denzel, I think. He's, oh, and he's, that's the one that has Russell Crowe as the serial killer. Is it Russell Crowe? As a, as it's a, one of those guys. It's like a robot or a VR person or it's, something. It's I, like I, I don't remember it. It's one of those demolition man things where they're like, 
or I guess if you want to go back, it's a Frankenstein thing where they're like, okay, now what are we going to do? We need to uh, get everyone together. How are we going to make this guy smart? Well, Hitler was smart. Well, but <laughs> Charles Manson had he a few very, good ideas. He very charismatic. Let's, see, let's get Charles Manson in there. Uh, do, 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 do. And it's just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> First off, where did you get all their brains? <laughs> Why are you doing this? And then this? we'll just put in some other Teresa to balance it all out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, very strange. They they go around murdering everyone except for lepers, which is very. <laughs> I honestly nice. don't remember Virtuosity. Uh, I just I, I did see it when it came out, but yeah, I, remember I remember it being the same type of the techno thriller kind yeah. of. I remember it being like a bad Demolition Man, is what I remember because yeah. it's like it's that same concept where they somehow amped up this killer with like all of these things, and for some reason I think Hitler. And uh, and Charles Manson were part of it somehow. That like gotcha. they had the brains of Hitler and Charles Manson. I'm gonna watch that fucking thing. Oh then. my god! <laughs> yeah, video game horrors were great. Uh, oh, you know it was way before this, but had a cool video game scene was Nightmares, the anthology, where Emilio Estevez battled yeah. the uh, the Bishop of Battle. I think it was called or the. Holy shit! I don't remember that. The, at oh all. really? Oh yeah. It's a, it's called Nightmares, an anthology and. One of them. One is, of it, them. Is, is it the Nightmares, the same one? Because there's a bunch of movies called Nightmares. Is it the one that has the two hands outstretched and the blue background? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, watch that. There's a segment where Emilio Estevez is like a, a video huh. game whiz and he gets to stay in the arcade overnight or I can't remember exactly how it goes to play some yes. crazy video game and it comes to life and he's got to run around the arcade shooting video game characters. Wow. It's awesome. <laughs> Man, it's ringing the slightest bell. Yep. I need to see that again. That's good. crazy. It's a good one. I mean, that's it's one of those uh, it's one of those video boxes that stands out to me. Oh, yeah. like, I remember that very clearly. And I bought a lot of posters from some movie theater a while back, and I got that one in the oh, in the lot. And I was yeah. like, Yeah, I've definitely seen this. But like so many of these movies, where I'm like, Oh yeah, I've seen that a bunch of times. And then I go to watch it, and I'm like, I don't think I've seen this before. <laughs> so it could just be that I've seen the box a billion times. Uh, anyway, that's it. That is uh, oh, the movie oh, oh, Brainscan. Oh, oh, and also, speaking of video game horrors, you should check out our episode Stay Alive. Because uh, <laughs> I think only three people have. Only three people have listened to Stay Alive. <laughs> that's not true. But <laughs> but it is it is a it is a very sad number. Uh, so so <laughs> I think it's less than 100 people have listened to Stay Alive. Dude, I don't even care if you guys fudge it. Just, like, click play and go to exactly, work. Exactly. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> play, 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 it. play it for your cat. Play it for your foot dog. Exactly. Just make us feel better <laughs> by letting them play. Uh, that's it. Uh, rate and review us. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Funbox Monster Podcast. And uh, just know that I'm doing this instead of seeing Megadeth tonight. So... <laughs> well, I would not have minded if you canceled on me to go see Megadeth. I didn't really feel like being in a civic center no. right now. I was like, I never do. See, that's the thing is, I never really want to. But like, uh, Dave Mustaine's guitar tech came in. He was super cool. He was a really nice dude, and he put us on. He gave me a plus one on the list, and I was oh, like, cool. Oh, cool, I'll go. And then I was like, I don't think I want to go to the civic center right now. I'm like. <laughs> If I get COVID, it's gonna fucking take wipe out a week of the store's income. Mm-hmm. You know that's a that's a big fucking bite out of my life. Yep. So I'm just gonna continue playing it safe. Gotcha. Uh, and you know, hopefully the that guy isn't listening to this podcast because <laughs> I feel bad. But 
it was a very nice gesture. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, at Funbox Monster Podcast, at Coast City Comics. I'm Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. Check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook. Uh, and again, if you're listening to this in time, as in like this morning, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this movie will be airing on the Video Vagrants YouTube channel tonight. Okay. Uh, cool. I'll try and, and, and get go that. To, and go to CoastCityComics.com and buy a Funbox buy some Monster stuff. Monster Buy some stuff. Buy, buy I'm some, totally drunk on this seltzer water. You gotta buy the monster possum. You gotta buy the monster possum for our podcast. Well, <laughs> Good night. <laughs> buy the monster. Hey, possum. buddies forever. Buddies forever. <laughs>